We just want to welcome everyone back to BNB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And we got an interesting show tonight. Uh, interesting is being very loose with the term. <laughs> and before we begin, my name is Ben, and to my right. Hey, hey, it's me. It's Nada. Thanks again for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoy the first episode. We're going to pick it right back up where we left off from there. And to my right, who we got? Hey, y'all, it's Betty. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Uh, thank you for hanging out with us again. Hoping to give you guys an entertaining episode, uh, per the usual. And uh, let's go. All right. So last podcast we talked about when we was kind of signing off, uh, Arian, Arian Curry, who is the mother of Martel Holt's child? Boy or girl? I always get confused. Is it another boy or is it a girl? It's a son. It's a boy. And um, she sat down with Tasha K. And shout out to Tasha K, who has a great podcast with, with, she, with the wine. And if you don't know, Tasha K almost got indicted because she oh, had got some inside information on that uh, R. Kelly trial. I think one of the bailiffs was like passing her information personally. So shout out to Tasha K for getting that plug. But she sat down with Ariane Curry. And uh, if you don't know who Martel Holt is, he is the uh, former husband of Melanie Holt from Love and Marriage Huntsville and uh, Ariane was asked a couple of questions and she did not hold back and I just want to know what you all think about that interview I want to start with Nada because Nada wanted to talk about this so Nada how you feel about Mrs. Curry um I'm gonna just say it was an interview that we didn't need for real <laughs> because like I think she came on there to kind of say her name but mm -hmm. if anything she kind of exposed more about the situation right. um because, you know, before everything that she was saying was kind of like just through messages posted on Instagram or social media. But now we actually see you while you're giving these responses. We can pick up on your body language. Right. We can tell when you're lying or when you're not telling the full truth or you're just trying to bend it, say enough uh, to make it fit, you know, the, the, the story that you're trying to tell. She's full of shit. I'll say it like that. She's full oh, of shit. Not the full of shit. Yeah. She was basically chasing the bag while she was in nursing school martel was supplying that bag um and she wound up pregnant and i that's you know it, it, it's we, we see the story all the time there's nothing different so she's talking about the show is trying to use her name to um keep the show going and stuff like that girl you keep bringing this show up because you're really trying to get your five minutes of fame on this show it is not going to happen so you saying like the Instagram meme that's floating around, like they tried to silenceize her name? <laughs> yeah, like girl, go have a seat. Go on back to nursing school to get your degree because trying to get into TV is not it. <laughs> Betty, what's your thoughts on everything? I just felt like it was news we can't use. Like here we are, five years, seven years, or how many ever years back into the relationship, and although it makes for interesting um topics like when you find out different stuff but it's kind of like it's over with and right. i think that they have um ran this story into the ground the baby is here it's all out in the open it's like it's like when it's a secret and everybody got a little piece of gossip and they want to make sure that everybody know that they know something it's mm -hmm. kind of like that but then once it comes out and everybody knows it's like mm, okay like why are we still going with this um, I don't necessarily 
trust anything that she was saying. But what I did think was interesting is that she was absolutely terrified when Tasha K said she was about to call Melody. I don't know <laughs> why, why she was so terrified, but she was visibly shaken when she said that she wanted to um, call Melody. I thought that was interesting. Um, and then, you know, even with an interview like this, when people already know, you know, pretty much the most of it, it's just some stuff that you just keep to yourself. Like, it's just some stuff you just don't tell the public. Like, it, we didn't need to know that you had a miscarriage and an abortion before you had your son or son, before you decided right. to keep your son. Like, those things make um, they're your business and they're your they're your secrets to tell, but maybe that wasn't the best hand to play. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and she kept saying, "I was twenty, I was I'm thirty, I was in my twenties, I was in my thirty. But when you get a certain age, it's a certain kind of decorum that you have to have, and you're on TV trying to secure a spot on a national reality show. Um. And, and you're not doing a good job of it, boo. I, I personally know. was just kind of confused about... I just think that they should have talked to her between the, the second and third part of the reunion to make it that much better. But once you got past all three parts of the reunion and then you come in like two weeks later, what was it, like the first of the new year, you know, we all kind of checked out that situation. Yeah, because <laughs> so, you didn't give us nothing new. We already knew that Maurice was lying. <laughs> Right. Possibly cheating. Like that's that's already been exposed on, on Instagram. Right. We already know Marcel be lying. Like that picture that resurfaced from 2015. Um that we already did we already did that. Yeah. We already, you know, we already got that story. We already know all of this stuff. Now, now you want to expose who Melody was cheating with. The lawyer. Like, girl, that's not even your, your business. That's not your business. Like you want to be on here talking about somebody's um air quotes taking your likeness whoever gave you that term to use ma'am you just kept using it um with likeness it. yeah because there was no likeness of her use it wasn't like it, she just totally misunderstood mm-hmm. that whole premises also she misunderstood <laughs> what um what um uh two-parent household was like she 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 oh my god that. I, I just, i'm thinking i'm thinking her mama the way she was agreeing i thought mama and pops was in the same bed and in the same house and everything. What? No, but her daddy remarried somebody else, and her mama yeah. was, oh and her Lord. mama seemed to be um, doing the same thing that she may be doing. So it looks like maybe it's a pattern repeating itself. Whatever the case is, Tasha K, don't call Ariane no more. Ariane, don't call her no more. And I want my two ninety nine back for that uh, behind the scenes five minute video that I watched because <laughs> I did not need that. I, I, I was confused by the two parent house. I think we were. I think the whole everybody was confused. Even Tasha was confused when she was like, "No, that's not what two parent household mean." Because technically, it'd be three. But anyway, now one thing, <laughs> one thing I was shocked about. Um, well, I'm not really shocked, but I thought she was in Huntsville. I didn't realize that she was in Ohio. Right. When oh, this yeah. whole thing was going on, I didn't. I didn't know that. Not that it, you know, not that it serves any purpose. But I was just like, "Oh, she's from Ohio." I thought it was some girl. In Huntsville, but, but did oh. she move to Huntsville? Because that's a long ass drive to say you at the gym. Like no, I'm at the gym. I, I don't think know she made. I don't know what the heck was going on. You right about that? No, like what I, was I, she I thought, doing? I thought that they met in Atlanta, and uh, they just kept the conversation going while she went back to Ohio. Oh, uh, 
I think that's how that's that's how it went down. But anyway, um, I never really watched before this interview. I never really watched any of Tasha K stuff, but mm-hmm. I love how she was, you know, asking the questions that everybody wanted to know. She was not backing down or sugarcoat anything. So I might have to check out some more of her um, interviews because uh, I was I was entertained by her. She Tasha, was funny to me. Tasha K will fuck your life up. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, listen. Tasha that's K a rabbit is, hole you don't want to go down because yeah, <laughs> you'll be no. watching videos for days. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's um, you know, she, she kind of reminds me of, um, to me, and this is just me, this is just my opinion, not everybody else's, but I feel like Tasha K is trying to be who Wendy Williams once was, um, and I feel like that's where she's going. However, um, I, I do I think that, that she, she uses a little bit um, more coof when she does her interviews, because, you know, before Wendy Williams didn't give a dang she about nobody. Um, but I, I don't like to watch Tasha K videos. Like all that hollering she be doing and it just be too much for me. I'm all she, right. I would say with Tasha K, she does get the scoop on a lot of stuff. A lot of people do call her personally with, you know. That's why she keep getting sued. She always trying to get some privileged information. Hey, it's working for her though because if the lawsuit is less than what you're making, then you ahead of the game. Right, so. and she, and I think, because wasn't she um, in the thing with Cardi B? And, Cardi uh, B, yeah. And she then she situation. tried to countersue Cardi B. It was just a whole mess. And I think that whole thing may still be going on. If I'm, I'm explaining, not mistaken. I'm explaining something to you, to you all that I explained to my son yesterday. We was at the mall and they had these t-shirt shops out at uh, Great Lakes and it was like people were selling like, uh, hmm. you know, like different <laughs> paraphernalia shirts. So they had like Bart Simpson and they had like all the, uh, what do you call those? The the Beyblade people and the, uh, what's that? Pikachu people all on the shirts. And he was like, are those licensed? I was like, well, when you operate at a small level, nobody's gonna fuck with you if you just sold 14 shirts it's only when you start getting to the big levels that people want to come and counter sue you so tasha k must be on the something because there's a lot of people on this on this on uh, mark zuckerberg's internet or whoever's facebook instagram google with information but for some reason she keeps finding herself in these lawsuits so she mm-hmm. must be on the right path with the right numbers and it just kind of and what, what and just kind of talk about that just let me and my son to talk about uh what's my man named dapper dan I was like, wasn't nobody fucking with Dapper Dan when he was selling a few coats here and there. But when people started popping up all over the places, that's when Fendi and MCM all stepped in like, hey, you need to shut this shit down. So whatever Tasha K is over there doing, she's definitely rattling some chains and and making some waves because if it just was just a small bullshit podcast, I don't think nobody would invest that attorney money to even go after her in that magnitude. So. But that's just my opinion on Tasha. Yeah, Tasha K, about... but she making money from her subscription. She had a fourteen ninety nine premium uh thing Patreon. on her app, and then she also, you know, I, I talk about this all the time. People love to get people uh with money, money. So people be sending her five dollars, ten dollars sponsorship for every live video that she make. Um, and yep. Instagram pays her, and YouTube pays her. So she she gets money. She doing her thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good blueprint. So let's switch the subjects. We know um, a lot of people have passed since our last show. I know we lost Sydney Portier, uh, Ntume, and I know a lot of people for some reason Ntume thing didn't catch on as quick as the Sydney Portier thing. But I was expecting more people to be more in RIP posts with with them Ntume as opposed to the Sydney Portier because you wouldn't have a lot of 
rappers that you have now if it wasn't for that juicy beat <laughs> giving everybody that 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 That's boost true. they need to get it to the next level so and then i think we and then i think kid kango uh had passed away and then we lost uh well not lost but dj Clay, k slay been sick and then you also said what was my man kid capri has been kid sick capri. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're not gonna count think- eva as of yet until no nah. Cause when I, when I saw that video, I'm not gonna let you do that. It's about <laughs> talking about Eva. <laughs> when she posted it, she looked like she was just quarantining, but I don't think she said that she was having any was symptoms. It? I mean, she was still sitting there eating a steak with some asparagus and having a glass of wine. She just said that she was quarantining to herself. So I think sis is gonna be all right. Yeah, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say but she's going gonna back be fine. to your statement there, Benny, about how you thought in two May was um, his death would have had a bigger impact versus. Yeah. Sydney. Uh, Sydney. Well, you have to remember, Sydney was the first black actor in Hollywood, so he paved the way for so many other black actors. If was we didn't the, have him, was yeah, he, the, he first was the first to win an Oscar or a black actor? Period. Because we had thought we black had Paul Robeson. Black actor in Hollywood, I believe is how they titled it. Look at look at him taking the facts. Look at him taking the facts, Betty. I thought Paul Robeson would have been the first. <laughs> Sidney Poitier was the first one to win an Oscar, but I think Paul Robeson predated Sidney Poitier, and he had movies. So I misquoted, but still, that's still a a big accomplishment, which kind of led, paved the way for other actors like Will Smith, Denzel, um, so many others to to mention. Um, So yeah, and Tubey, he did have a classic beat that, like you said, all the rappers bit off of, but at the same time, I think just from the history level right. of where Sydney Portier stood at in Hollywood is, you know, that's that's a that's a huge, huge accomplishment that he that he got for getting the Oscar there. I think definitely um I wouldn't say bigger. I would say which one had a um more cultural influence on our generation. Um, as far as our generation goes, I I don't think it would be Sidney Poitier because of his age. So he'll probably more closely resonate with um, our grandparents and parents, maybe, um, because, you know, he's an older actor. Um, he was almost 100 years old. But uh, was he 100 or was he 90? How old was he? Oh, Sidney. Yeah, he was close to 100, 94. right? He was 94. 94. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that it just depends on the um, generation. And I just think that for our generation, it probably wouldn't have been uh, Sidney Poitier. But um, I think he would be missed nonetheless. Sidney Poitier at one point in time had just kind of stopped acting about time. We, you know, came of age. And he was just kind of like this mythical legend in the business already. Mm-hmm. And, and But the Entume thing was still being sampled yeah uh going forward and speaking of you know black history i know we've had this uh tv show premiere women of the movement did you all get a chance to check that out or it's heavy i'm still trying to get through the central park five on netflix i know i ain't about to touch i didn't you know what i never even watched that like i can only watch certain stuff in certain doses right and I i don't know why um, I don't know why I felt inclined to even start watching it. Um, maybe because I didn't have, I don't know. I was just like, oh, I think somebody mentioned it. So let me see what's going on. And then by the time I got to episode two, I was like bawling like a baby. Yes, yes. It was, it's like you knew, you see, I mean, everybody knows the story, the story but yeah. it's just still hard to actually see it being told on TV because 
you're you're anticipating that moment of them actually going and doing what they actually did and for it to still be kind of graphic for tv as well like when they actually tried to show the body we know that it's fake and everything but just seeing the, the mom's reaction yeah. and everything is it's a tough watch it's something that um i'm glad that they're actually showing just because it needs to be like that for you know, I, I don't think that that story is really told in other communities outside the black community. So right. for it to be actually on TV, there's no way that people can really avoid it or get away from it. Like, I'm glad I'm glad that they're, that they're telling that story. Hopefully, by seeing this, people will try to unite more. I'm, I'm just saying, hopefully. Yeah, I was going to say that that was one of the interesting things that I thought about when I watched it is that we have definitely had a few allies, the people in Mississippi who put their life on the line. Right. To help her get her baby home. And, and, you know, I just was like, wow, you know, I always, they always talk about how um, strong, but like to watch it on film and like watch it play out. I was like, who, I don't know if I could be, would be able to do that. I can barely even watch it, let alone it be my child. Right. And then like the way that it's being told to like, just from before he actually went down there and her kind of second guessing herself, not wanting him to go. It's kind of like, dang, you know, she had that gut feeling that she didn't want her baby to go down there. And then like, even when they came to the house to get him that night, it's like the grandfather knew um, that he, he wasn't supposed to let him go, but he still did it. And right. then like, you, you just see every, it's like everything that led up to that point, you just always saw the remorse of him like, dang, why did I do that? Why did I? It was like it was like they were they were holding themselves guilty for it actually happening to them. I didn't watch the show, but I did watch the documentary. And the cousin who was just waiting for them people to come get them, he said, because he didn't know who they was coming to get. I didn't watch the show because I just knew it was going to be too heavy. But the documentary, I, I kind of made it through though, so I didn't have a problem with the documentary. But the show itself, I just already knew. Like when, just like with that whole Central Park Five. I couldn't get through that on Netflix. I made it about the first 15 minutes. I thought, oh, this is too much. I already know where this is about to go, and I just couldn't do it. Now, from civil rights to selling in Atlanta, there's a reality show about these women who are selling real estate in Atlanta. Anybody catch nope. that this past Friday? I had no interest in watching that because <laughs> I know it's going to be full of drama. More so drama than, you know, actually showing them selling houses and stuff, so we have enough drama on TV as it is on black shows. I don't need, I don't need to be entertained by another one. I, I'm, I'm mm -mm. And from what I've been seeing on social media, a lot of people were not entertained as well. And kind of just like over the drama within the first five minutes of the show being on. First, first five minutes. It wasn't yeah, even so, like on, like they, they started off with the big ass blow up argument. And right. then hit us with the two weeks earlier, like to show us what led up to the blow up. And I'm like, who actually, who's producing that? I didn't even check to see. Is it Will Packard? Oh, I don't know. I don't think that's that? a Will I need Packard to find thing. out because I just, I, you know, I'm all for black professionals in any, in any, um, any area, any field, you know, black met, uh, doctors, black lawyers, black, you know, whatever. I'm all for it. But this was just, like on a different level i just wasn't expecting it to be that bad it's one of those things that you'd be like this has set black women back about three <laughs> three decades with this behavior it just i, I don't even know what this 
it's just like if it, it seemed like it was a personal argument that should not have never been filmed to this degree to stretch out for how many episodes they're gonna try to do with this so i don't know but shout out to everybody who's having great luck in atlanta's selling real estate at a high level but this is just crazy yeah they didn't even give us um they didn't even let us meet the characters before they started just pouncing on i don't know who these i don't i'm not familiar with any of these producers al eddington um you probably gotta like click on their individual names to bring up what they've done before yeah that what they've probably done in the past love productions yeah i don't know any of these people but i am interested to know so um just like with books i'm always interested in characters like mm-hmm. the development, like what, you know, just who they are. And I think that they may have some really in- interesting characters. I liked a couple of the ladies on there, um, but the drama just got in the way. Right. It just really got in plus, the way. Mm. Plus, I think it's just timing, too. Like, did we need this type of show now? We already have Selling Tampa on Netflix. Um, we already have, like, Housewives of Atlanta, you know, portraying Atlanta in a negative light with all the, you know, bickering and stuff. And then Portia with her spinoff. Like there's been so many other shows coming out of Atlanta that have such a negative light. We didn't need this. We didn't, we didn't need it. Like we didn't need this right now. Like right. show, a, show a positive show coming out of Atlanta. Um, hopefully maybe, you know, a couple episodes down the road, they'll turn around and show how they were bickering and they and were able to that. get over it and then, you know, get back to the money and friendship and stuff like that. But right now, I will give it a couple episodes before I dive in because I, I I can't do it. I'm what I will already. say is that contrary to what, what you said, Nada, I believe that we need all the black representation we can get. Um, I, I really believe that. Like it it, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Like, cause we have five million white people selling houses, um, five million white people doing HDTV. You know, we got a lot of that and we don't have a lot of black representation. And sometimes um, it, it, even a lot of reality shows don't always start out great, especially in the professional life. But they bring a lot to their community. They bring a lot of awareness to what they're doing. Some of them have a lot of causes. So mm-hmm. I would like to see some of that translate in this show. And I think that's why I want to keep watching it because I think I, I got to believe that it's more to it than just this that's drama. What I, that's um, what I was saying. Like, I'm going to give it a couple more episodes to see if it takes a turn. But as far as right now, if they just going to go back and forth and argue, yeah, I don't want to see that. So I'll wait till I get a review from someone else saying that, they, okay, they they back, it turn. It out. then I'll watch it. <laughs> but right now, mm-mm. you brought yeah, up, I, uh, go ahead, Benny. Yeah, I was just I was just the first minute and they arguing with this one girl and they said it was just at the end of the day, all TV aside, this is like really your job. So people mm-hmm. have to understand when you do this on a reality show, like this is really your mm-hmm. job and TV will, will build you up and spit your ass out mm-hmm. and you leave out this industry with a bad reputation and next you know you can't get that bread no more because people saw you cutting up on a show four, five, two years ago. So that's why I said people have to keep constant. Like this is, you know, this is a job. So even when you think about Jack, Dr. Jackie and Dr. Simone and all those people, they got to be conscious of how they move. Like I really see patients. I really have, a, you know, I really have to follow this HIPAA thing. I can't really be acting that big of ass. Like when Jackie had exposed that whole thing about uh, Buffy that one time. Oh yeah, I'm that like, was damn. huge. That was like, think about it. Even though she wasn't her, even though she wasn't her patient. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but still, kinda, like you just can't do it's stuff a character like that. flaw. 
Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Think about one of the main people that's in, that's a black female realtor that's not on the show, that does not do all that hooping and hollering. You said what? Gotta, you said who does it? And who? she has a show coming she's, to. She, that's what I'm saying. She's not included in this cast for a reason. She don't who y'all talking to... about? I'm sorry. Uh, Egypt, Egypt, Egypt Sherrod. Sherrod. I follow oh, her and her husband yeah. on um, social media. But Egypt, Egypt a... is old school, though. She she old school. Like, she's been doing this for a long time. So I think that Egypt came came into the business during the time Under some training. where it was training, where it was telling, uh, talent development, where it was, you know, a certain standard that you had to have. And I think but that's, that's the type of black representation yeah, that we need on TV. I think though. that's where she came yeah. in at. Uh, I think she came in at a time where there was grooming. Right now, we just getting people who who got a job and they pitch an idea and they like go get three of your friends and let's see what we can make. And that's how these reality shows are being built. And that's why it's so much chaos. Um, because people, you know, you can be really good. You can be a really good doctor. You can be a really good lawyer. But your people skills may not be the best. That's like you right. may not have the best. Um, you may not know how to work in a group setting. You may not, you know, you may not mesh well with others. Like you may have, you know, like like you said, character flaws. So I think that's what the problem. I think that's the difference between Egypt and what they're doing now. Yeah. But Egypt has a reality show. Yeah, well, her and her husband have a show coming to AGTV starting this week, actually. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, they already I ran like a preview of it, but it's going to be officially starting this week. I like Egypt and um, I was happy to get to see some of her um, story with her husband um, mm -hmm. on Black Love when they when That's they right. were on Black Love. I actually do like her a lot. So I'm I'm happy for them. Um, and kudos to them, you know. So, yeah, I'll be watching that one. I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. right but you know what those and that's another thing like we we will probably watch some of these characters like i think we talked about um love and marriage huntsville we will probably watch some of these characters with their kids you know some of these people right. with their kids or with their families or something like that but outside of um the friend dynamic we just found that with portia's story right like her family <laughs> or whatever she's trying to do but then you have all these outside influences that totally tanked Whatever your attempt was, and now Porsche right. on TV acting a complete ass. Acting like the Porsche they she's been trying to get away from being. <laughs> I can't believe Porsche is Porsche. She go to anger management and everything, and here she is. Uh, triggered again. Yeah. And she never takes accountability for what she's doing. Yeah. Even though we're not talking about Porsche, I'm just trying to um, say how Make her show could be better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, if she let them do what they which what the original intent was. But you on here trying to get everybody a bag, your mama, your grandma, your auntie, aunties, your cousins, family friends, old assistants. Old assistant, new assistant. <laughs> like, why do you need all these assistants <laughs> in your co-parenting dynamic? Like what, what is going on here? I don't get because it. Because Dennis and that dude, I think they're both level-headed enough to where they can sit down and figure yeah, out how they was cool. they're gonna co-parent or you know be active in um the kids or the, the child's child's yeah. life or whatever but it was too cool who wants, who wants to see that who wants they to see was that? too cool people don't want to see that he people told him see, go ahead people want to people want to see people get on tv and act ass that's that's the type of media i can that do without that for. I can do without did, 40 year olds fighting on tv but did she leave all those other jobs just to fully focus on this one show i hope not 
I think she was doing that to focus on her relationship. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, she left the Dish Nation, right? She left. Yeah, that. she left. Yeah, Dish, and, and she left um, Housewives. Housewives. Um, her, her book tour or whatever. Had a book. Her book tour. Where she talk about when our, um when when she met R. Kelly and he tried yeah, to. Oh, oh, that book. Yeah, that book. Did he yeah. read it? <laughs> no. Yeah, I will catch it when I caught Nene's book at the Dollar Tree. Oh, Jesus. So I'll probably see it then. Because you can't <laughs> tell me that Portia's illiterate ass then wrote a book. She probably told her story and somebody else wrote the book. Like typed it up. Yeah. And if and, and formatted it. She gave them some stories and, and they went in and put it together for her. Well, let's do this. We're gonna take a brief, brief break. And when we come back, we're gonna discuss uh our good friend Tammy Roman and calling her husband. So we'll be right back. And we're back. So this past week, Tammy Roman, you know, they, she's on this whole reboot. Well, not a reboot, but it's the, kind of like a revisit of the real world cast. And David yeah, came back know. and they had an opportunity to sit down and have a discussion about uh, the incident of him pulling the blanket and fast forward. Him and Tammy <laughs> bump heads uh, because it was a white guy in the house, used the word nigga, to tell a story, not as a derogatory. He wasn't calling somebody that, but he was telling the story. Tammy got on his ass. David was like, I'm not, he's not racist. I'm not about to go there with him. So David and Tammy wind up bumping heads to a point where she called her husband. And I just want to know, do y'all think that was the right move for her to do? Or should she have squared up on David in the house? Absolutely. I would have called my husband too. Like, um, right. I'm not married, but I would have called my man too. Like, uh, I'm not about to be going back and forth with no grown ass man. Grown ass man. That's, that's he, not what I do. I can't, right. I can't be, I can't whoop no man ass and I'm not about to try so let you can you can have that conversation with my husband if you since you're so tough. So I'm sorry, I was still talking. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. She came in like uh, uh. I'm like, okay. Like, let me shut down that comment. Oh, I, I feel like you that you felt strongly in whatever you was about to say. Something. Go ahead, Go ahead, Donna. I'm go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just, I was just saying, like, I, I just, I felt like she did the right thing. Uh, it was just, it was very childish. David was doing, he was just, he was making my skin crawl a little bit with the way he was performing. And, and talking behind her back, like I should pull up, like he was doing that old bitch ass sad talking. Like I should yeah. pull a wig off of my daughter. She got natural hair. Like nigga, if you gonna say something, say it with your chest. But what did you, what did you, what do you get out of trying to antagonize a woman? Like, right. Go sit down. I could see if Tammy was like getting buck with him or anything. Like it wasn't even that situation. I don't right. know. Not what you think. Um, I wouldn't have called my husband. Uh -oh. Only reason I would have called my husband was probably something to get the bail money ready because Tammy could have took David. She could have whipped his little ass. Like fuck him. She back in in uh on the original series they went head up and she let him have it. So she could definitely do it again. <laughs> Tell me, ain't no like, spring chicken, and she is looking fragile. She don't need no to be out here fighting. But Tammy did release a video. I'm just not a fan of calling someone else and bringing them into a situation where things can go really south when it's something that doesn't have anything to do with them. Because you could be you could be inviting them into some danger. Because the same way she got on the phone calling her husband, David could have called up on some people too, and now more people are involved that can get hurt than what they need to. I don't know. I, that's just that's just how I process things. I'd rather whip his ass myself or at least try. 
you know, because that's 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 just me. I'm I'm gonna whoop your ass and then call and tell my husband how I whooped your ass and to come on and get me out of jail. I no, think it was no I ma'am, I'm not fighting no man. That's what husbands, no boyfriends man. be waiting to do. We be waiting on that call to say this nigga down here acting. We're like, what? Who? I'm on my way. Cause Reggie was on go mode when he hit yeah, the Yeah, he was. <laughs> and it was no amount of he already said it, like as long as you got the bail money, I don't care. But I just I think that's a perfect example of how you how you supposed to call your man if another man is in your face after having a civil conversation. Now, if she had got rah-rah with him first, then I was like, well, Tammy, you did kind of start that now you're trying to call for aid and assist when you don't need to. But they was having a civil conversation. He couldn't, he didn't like the direction. He said some hurtful shit. He said some sad crazy behind the back talking shit call your husband let you, let a grown-ass man have that conversation and apparently he didn't want to have that conversation because when i think the producers of nobody wanted to have that conversation and tammy roman did explain why she called her husband and she was just like she has worked hard to change her image because we mm-hmm. always know tammy was that scrapper so she's like she's worked mm-hmm. hard and people have given her opportunity from the miss pat show to carl weber to some other shows that she had named and she really has made an effort to do better in her personal life. And before she gets, before somebody pulled her back to the old Tammy, she wanted, you know, to exhaust all possibilities. So I can appreciate that. So she did like a live on that. And she, and she is on a lot of stuff. Tammy's a great actress. I mean, we all have taken our head off to Tammy on this mm-hmm. podcast to, to, to some, especially on the Miss Pat show and Carl Weber and family business. And there was some other shows that she had done for like BT and, she was doing uh, Saints and Sinners Saints and um, with Christian Keys. Uh huh. She was okay for a whole season or two. Um, so. and then um, I don't know what else she was. I forgot what else she was doing. But I'm just glad, and I say this all the time. I'm just glad she's not doing basketball wives no more. Right. So she. God yeah. damn. I don't think nobody needs to be doing basketball wives no more. I don't even know the purpose of it at this point. I don't even. Who, no. Who, no. I don't even know anybody in NBA who worth. Even mention their wife unless you're gonna get is that Steph Curry. Up? I think I don't know. I thought it was a new season about to start because they were saying that I don't know, Nada. I don't, I don't, I think so. Um, like basketball wise for me is something that I watch and when ain't nothing else yeah. on TV and I just catch a couple episodes, <laughs> but I'm not gonna be tuning in every Monday or Tuesday Monday, to see Tuesday, what's happening. Right. Uh, it, it had a purpose and a time, but at this point it's kind of like ah. Eh. Maybe, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who is a popular that anybody would follow that you want to know what their wife doing. If you can't get Steph Curry's wife, uh, what's her name, Aisha, I'm, I'm not lot, about to check in. But check no, in like those thing. people, like who who was checking for um, Malaysia husband? Like who? Margo. Part, like who, who was he? Good. I never even heard of him before the show. But it, but that I didn't know who the hell yeah. Matt Barnes was before the show. Like I wasn't checking. Uh, maybe well, I did. I don't know. Matt Barnes know. was a little bit more established or had a, he had a better career than pargo but pargo was like <clears throat> at the time at a, the time when the show player. came out he had a, a a big um um well that's he was, was more popular than before before yeah before you cut me off there now who's cutting who now who's cutting who off uh, <laughs> i was just i was just needing to, you to clarify because I, I don't think i heard i was trying to clarify okay i'm sorry try again Woo! so pargo <laughs> <laughs> So Pargo was kind of like all into the couch of the NBA when Basketball Wives started. He never, and even, even when he was in the NBA, he didn't really have a very, uh, very good career. He was always kind of like a coming off the bench player. Um, 
So she basically was just using him to get onto the show, just a name drop, but he wasn't oh. a good player. Matt Barnes was, you know, he was a better player than Pargo, uh, had a little bit more playing time in the games. I think he played with L.A. and uh, some other West Coast teams, but um, like everybody that's on the show, outside of those two, uh, all they players were they were not like as Betty would say A list. They weren't A list superstar oh, players. Go. You know what I'm saying? Like they were just people that were in the NBA, but they weren't really getting no shine in the NBA like that. No, so, it was a time where I probably would have watched Antoine Walker, but that I think that time had passed by the time basketball. Yeah, he was already retired. Um, I think time. yeah, a lot of them was already retired. They was retired basketball players at that point. So I don't know. I just feel like that's over and done with. I rather watch the show with black professionals and see um, how we can move forward from there. And now it seemed like um, I'm starting to see a lot of influencers, um, YouTube influencers, mm-hmm. um, Instagram influencers. I'm starting to see them have parts in different TV shows and movies and um, starting their own ventures too. Ventures, so yeah. so it's, a new, it's a new age of um, reality TV and TV all together, actually. Well, Speaking of sports, now that you got to fill us in on this whole uh, AB thing, uh, because I know the I, I'm glad that I'm glad with our podcast we kind of wait till all the facts come out before we rush to report it because just because you're the first person to report it, don't make it the right information. So it was good that we waited and all the information has come out because they almost had your boy out here looking crazy and unappreciative. But now I want you to go ahead and touch on that because I know you're the, you're the big sports so person. So the last the thing that I heard about it was that he had some broken bone fragments in his yeah. ankle, and that's what he was trying to tell his coach. But I think what came out, and I'm not 100% sure on this, I think what came out after he made that statement was that he was actually cleared to play. So I'm not sure if what he was saying is true at this point or if he's trying to make it bigger situation than what it is and then you know some people were talk, uh, touching in about his mental health and him um possibly having cte because he did take a couple bad hits in the nfl where he could need additional help at this point um but i don't know you know if if it is the case where he knew his ankle wasn't 100 percent and his his uh coach still wanted him to play I don't see nothing wrong with him standing up for his body first. Like right. I'm an athlete. I'm a person first. I'm not just going to try to bring you a championship and basically have at the know, risk of me. Right. At, yeah. At the, at the risk of my, of my, my feet, my, 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 uh, my ankles or whatever. So I think if that was the case, that was the right move on his part. And the NFL just has to deal with that. And it could be, you know, the thing is with the, with any type of professional sport, they just kind of want you to, to be able to perform, but... Like a robot. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, do you sacrifice that person just to get to the playoffs or the championship, the Super Bowl? At what, at what point do you say, okay, they've had enough. I care more about them than I do this sport. Right, now, I agree, because if, if I'm telling you that my ankle hurt or I can't run, how the hell are you going to tell me what they said you can do it? Like, I don't, right. I can't, my ankle hurt. Like, what the yeah. hell? So I, I definitely I will, um, agree with you on that. I will say the way that he exited was very childish. <laughs> he handled that very um, immature. Like, it could have been handled The whole taking off, yeah, the whole taking off your, 
jersey and then running across the end zone and stuff like that, waving your hands to the fans. You didn't have to do all that. You could have you could have just tried it off to the to the locker room and left it at that. They would have well, thought that maybe you were just leaving the, the uh, field for a couple seconds. He made like a like a, <laughs> a like, grand exit. <laughs> he did you the know, Jerry Maguire on that ass. Like who coming yeah. with me? <laughs> well, he said so, that he had got fired. So he like fucking if you fired me, shit, I'm out. That yeah, was his whole. Still. That was his whole thing. I mean, I mean that's the NFL. So imagine when you working in a, cu- a cubicle and somebody fired you. <laughs> I was about to say when you said that. I remember uh, work. Now I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I used to work in a call center. Uh, this has been like twenty years ago, and um, <laughs> this guy got fired. And you know how they normally escort you out with your yeah. stuff. But apparently they didn't escort this guy out. So they let him go back to his desk and start getting his stuff. And all I know is he kept putting his phone in the available trying to answer calls because he had some shit to say while they was firing him. He was going (laughs) to tell the people on the phone. And it was so because he kept doing it. Like he kept putting his phone into available and they kept hanging it up. Um, So it's almost. Is this the person that used to wear camo camo to work all the time? How would you say? Is this the person that used to wear camo to work all the time? I don't remember what they used to wear to work all the time, but I think you know who I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that after the podcast. I yeah, we'll talk it. after the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you just can't be firing people. He said he, the coach gave him the slit throat sign, so he thought he was cut. So he exited that motherfucker like, like a motherfucker that got fired. Shit. Like, well, fuck but out it's, here. Still, it's still bigger than that, though, Benny, because he he has a lot of endorsements. Yeah, but yeah. he had money on the last Didn't he, he, didn't he just get back in good graces with people? Am I mistaken? Yes. Like, he has a lot of partnerships outside of football ball you don't want to be tied to this type of person that's handling themselves on the field and you're basically doing the deal with them because of how you know how well they play on the field but but you don't want to you know that that's a rep now that's becoming a reputation on you he did a he did another podcast where he's kind of with that tom brady and another guy, he was like, why am I in the contract? Why well, I got to prove myself? And you got this other guy up here who ain't even good as me getting guaranteed money. Because we, because I, I, I do know for a fact NFL money and NBA money is two different types of money, even though you're way more physical in the NFL than you are in the NBA. Ain't that so, something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, I don't, don't think really you don't get a lot of guaranteed money. That much. And they contracts be shitty. And yeah. they be getting cut quick. It be a lot going on. Then they, then they well, be one yeah. that own every aspect of your life. The contract is really based off of the season too, like per games where we know the NFL season is much shorter than the NFL, than the NBA because the NBA right. you play eighty two regular, um, eighty two regular yeah. NBA games mm-hmm. where football you're only playing sixteen. Yeah, it's a more physical sport, but your contract is based off of how many um, how many games you play throughout that year. Like even with those, and here's the crazy thing: as physical as those two are. Um, Hockey has oh, yeah. the highest I salary. I didn't know. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah, they get they get paid. I thought, but I thought baseball two. was the highest paid over hockey. If, I might I might have it backwards, but baseball is baseball and hockey are the top two, and then it's um, basketball and football. Yeah, they get crazy, crazy money in in, bas- in baseball. But in baseball, they do play a lot of they play, they a, play lot a lot of games. games. Yeah. <laughs> and half of the time they be sitting like the fuck ended. down. You got to wait your turn. Right. You ain't you ain't always catching the ball. You ain't always running on base. You ain't always uh in play. So a lot of times, um, they ain't doing shit. I play softball. I know. 
Yeah, baseball, it, that should have started in January and in fucking December. You're like, wait a minute, didn't we just watch this? This is a new season. It's the same season. Like, no, it's the same season. Mm, yeah, they play a lot of games. <laughs> they do. They do have a lot of games. And there's a lot of travel involved yeah. in baseball, too. But, you know, baseball is the all-American sport. So, you know, they get a lot of endorsements and stuff and a lot of um, a lot of money for those, for those games. So... so- now, the reason why I was kind of sad with Antonio Brown is because I watched a show on Vice Network called The Dark Side of Football, where players have been talking about being released onto the field prematurely to go in there and play on broken ankles. They just dope up. They just either, you know, shoot up that part of your body to numb the pain. He's like, well, why the pain is numb? The bones and the ligaments are still meshing and grinding together that you don't feel it. But once the season is over with, it's like, damn, the doctor looking at the x-ray like, what the hell did you do? Like, you wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be playing. So so that's when he was always kind of sad with Antonio on, on what he was saying about his, his with the with the injury he had. Uh, it's but- a right way and a wrong way, Antonio. <laughs> you chose the wrong way. Is Antonio from Michigan? Because he played for Central Michigan, but I don't know if he's from Michigan, though. Mm. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's been a good episode. Quick, straight to the point. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of information today. A lot of information. But before we sign out, my name is Ben. And to my right. You got me. You got Nada. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. <laughs> to my right, here we go. <laughs> it's Betty, y'all. Peace. I'm out. Peace. All right, peace. we see you all next time. Check us on Facebook. And we getting that Instagram together. And shortly it'll be YouTube. So All right. We're going to be, gonna be, gonna be here, out. y'all. Check us see out. See you all next time. Peace. <laughs>